call me a heretic, a lunatic, a flat earth nutter, if you like, but I really don't think boats should have holes in them. But as usual, I'm completely out of step with conventional thinking. But if you bear with me, I think you'll agree there really is madness in my method, and it's based in sound science. I call it my Eureka moment. It happened in the bath. Now, I've conducted a series of truly exhausting experiments in a controlled lavatory environment, and the early results are promising. In place of a sailfish 18, which wouldn't go through the bathroom door with its mast up, I substituted a soap dish, which, for both scientific and aesthetic purposes, closely resembles a sailfish. And amazingly, when I placed the soap dish in the bath with me, it didn't sink. Now, to replicate a more modern boat, I substituted a colander and was truly alarmed when it sank almost immediately. It was just the suds that were holding it up. And now I'm submitting my findings to the Royal Society. But there is more to this than mere science. For in the meantime, the modern marine industry is making great strides towards environmental sustainability as boat builders are saving the planet by making boats consisting almost entirely of holes. There are intakes and outlets for heads, sinks, showers, water makers, bilge pumps, engines, and, of course, holes for propellers. The result is that modern boats closely resemble a wedge of Gruyere, not just in styling. And as with Gruyere, the holes in boats are made entirely of air which is known to be environmentally friendly, rather than eating up more of our precious, ever-dwindling supply of non-renewable petrochemical byproducts. Now, of course, while the industry is to be commended for its efforts to replace polyester with holes, the truth is that the idea of holes in boats is in itself nothing new. Long before the advent of GRP, Wooden boats wholeheartedly embraced the idea of gaping holes and took the technology to new depths. Just look at a chart of the Goodwin Sands. And prior to that, people were going round in circles in leather boats without any holes in them at all. And that was unless they picked the wrong part of the cow. Frankly, these vessels were a load of aurochs. Which brings us seamlessly back to the Sailfish 18. Of all the things that affront and alarm people about sailfishes, it's the entire lack of holes that enrages them most. I remember once, when I was launching in King George V dock in London, the forklift driver refused to let marlin out of the strops until I inspected the seacocks for water ingress. I went below and I went through the motions. And speaking of which, the lack of holes in my boat also concerns ladies of the female persuasion. I can't really see why, as my bucket's got a perfectly decent hole in the top. On the other hand, men of the more male persuasion poo-poo this notion, as my sailfish is one, one of the very, very few fitted with the ultimate macho amenity and one way more hygienic than porcelain, a backstay.
But that simply doesn't wash with people who take a more holistic approach. Most sceptical of all, apart from those who own boats other than sailfishes, are those who have done courses. These teach the basic elements of seamanship, and specifically the mastery of seacocks, inspecting them, opening them, closing them, and most importantly, worrying about them. This has tremendous environmental benefits as sailing school boats rarely leave the pontoon, thus consuming less diesel and leaving the sea uncluttered for sailfishes. But on the downside, all that opening and closing of seacocks causes tremendous wear and tear, which can lead to sinking. And that's why most responsible sailing magazines are mostly about seacocks and how to worry about them. Currently, most seacocks are made by jewellers like Fabergé or Tiffany out of a rare alloy called Expensivium, which is not really suited to marine environments. However, I hear news of an exciting breakthrough by marine boffins who are working on a new wonder material called unobtainium. True, it's more expensive than Expensivium, but that shouldn't be a problem, as it doesn't exist yet, because the company behind it has gone down the pan. Yet, apart from the lack of seacocks, there's one other small matter that truly alarms people about sailfish, and that is the fact that it doesn't have a self-draining cockpit, because there aren't any holes in it. People who've done courses call this reckless, unsafe, unseamanlike and worse, imprudent, which, as you know, is the ultimate nautical put-down. Now, I didn't find that a concern, because the fact is that if you've been majorly pooped and your cockpit's full of water, that's the least of your concerns. And in fact, sailfishes still sail with cockpits full of water. And even this has advantages as it's precisely for situations like these that most sailfish owners carry a handheld battery-powered kitchen blender. Some seeker owners have to pay millions for a boat with a built-in outdoor jacuzzi.